we're going to start with a nice word on Parshas B'Shalach, a word from the Agadikala. He brings on the Pusik Hashem Ishmachumu, Hashem Shemoi, he brings B'Shem Rebbehshlis to the Choyva. He says that sometimes there are Makatrigam against Klal Yisrael that come to Makatrig and say, Hashem, why are you helping out Klal Yisrael? What kind of schiz do they have? And sometimes Hashem will bring us schiz that Klal Yisrael has, right? There are limits schiz, that because they're Zoycha, because of something good they did, or schizovis, or whatever it is, that's why Hashem is, is being good to Klal Yisrael, being mischasset with them. But sometimes the Makatrigam come with a good time and they show that, you know, Klal Yisrael is not, is not Zoycha. And the way that Hashem deals with that, when, when they write, and Klal Yisrael is takanat Zoycha, is by saying, Hashem Shemoi. I'm Hashem. I'm the God. I'm the one in control. I'm allowed to be mischassed with whoever I want, even if I can't answer the argument and explain why Klal Yisrael deserves something. So Hashem Ishmuchum, Hashem is loichem with the Makatrigim, by saying, Hashem Shemoi. I'm the one that's, that's making the decisions and I can do that. And, and the Agadikal explains that we take a find in the Medrash, that it was a Gevaldige Kitrik by the Yam, that the Makatrigim was saying, Halul Yav Devedizura, Halul Yav Devedizura. When I saw coming out of Mitzrayim, weren't on a high Madraige, and the Sarsha Mitzrayim definitely had a good time. Why, sh- why should we save them and not the Mitzrayim? They're both being over the Vedizura. And the answer is, V'yoyisha Hashem B'yamihi, as it's from Yad Mitzrayim, Hashem saved Kali Yisrael by just saying, Hashem Shemoy, I'm the one that's able to do this. Hashem is taking care of Kali Yisrael sometimes, not because they deserve it, but because He wants to. He loves us, we're His children. And very often, when it comes to our own children, when it comes to our own relationships, our own marriages, our own uh, people that we're close to, very often people fall into the trap of only doing what they have to when somebody deserves it, only if you could explain to me why I have to do it, or why what you did for me that I should do it for you, and things like that. Not, not everything in, in a marriage or any relationship should be um, tit for tat. You know, you do it, and you deserve it, and if you don't, then I won't. Being in a relationship and loving someone means that something I do it just because. Hashem Shemoy, just because, without an explanation. Now everything has to be done uh, in a healthy way. Sometimes if it's not regulated, what happens is that you just become a shmata, doing everything someone wants, because uh, you know I'm a husband and I try to be a good person and I want to do the right thing, and sometimes it's overdone. And that's always the balance where somebody has to know how to, on the one hand, not make too many chashboyness and not get too stuck on, do I have to? Why do I have to? I don't have to. Who said I have to? I'm not obligated. On the other hand, um, you know, to, to definitely not be totally controlled and not have any say and, 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 and feel obligated to do everything someone else wants to a point of self-obliteration where you don't count anymore and it doesn't matter how somebody asks or what somebody asks for and things like that. You know, that, that's the balance that I, I often try to help people understand and implement in a healthy way. So with that, let me just get straight into a question somebody's ended over here. Okay, hired by Grun, I have a question based on a lot of different shirim I heard from you in the past. The situation comes up very often and I try to be consistent on how I respond. My wife many times um, will start saying out loud to whoever is listening, why do I have to be the one to do such and such? And sometimes she uses very degrading language when talking this way. I usually either ignore it or I say, I'd love to help, but I'd appreciate it if you could let me know what it is that you need. This happens with my wife and the kids as well, and many times it ends up with a back and forth yelling match between them. Am I enabling this behavior if I get up and do the things she wants when it's stated in an unhealthy way? Also, you mentioned a lot of times about not responding with logic when something is emotional. But I don't think I ever heard you mention what exactly to respond. Is it supposed to be ignored or validated? And if it's supposed to be validated, how do you validate without making it seem like you agree with all the complaints, especially when there's so much drama about everything? Thanks a lot. Okay, very good questions. Very good questions. 
By way of introduction, I'll just mention that I believe there's more to it. In other words, I'm going to try to address, you know, what do you do when somebody's, uh, when somebody's complaining? Why do, I have to do, why do I have to be the one to do it? And should you do it? And how do you respond to it? But I, I do believe there's more to it. There's a bigger picture. There is a bigger picture. Um, just last week, I was, I was sitting with a man, and he once submitted a question, and he tells me, I, I remember, he tells me that I, I clarified when answering the question, I believe there's more to it. He said, you know, you were right, this is going back two, three years ago, it took me two, three years to come, but there is more to it, and it's good that we're meeting and discussing it. So my point over here is as well, it doesn't sound like it's a, it's a, you know, a big crisis situation, Baruch Hashem, it doesn't sound like a dysfunctional relationship or marriage or home, but there's probably more to it, which means aside from dealing with these kinds of complaints or attitudes or requests, and besides figuring out the best way to respond, there's probably more to it, there's more to the relationship than this. There's more to building the connection. There's more to the communication. There's more to building trust. There's more to helping out. There's probably more to it than just this topic alone. Very often this topic is just an outcome of whatever else is really going on. So I just wanted to mention that you know, it's, it's important to think about uh, what, what your relationship and connection looks like before this and after this and see if everything else could also uh, be enhanced and worked along. Not, 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 that I'm, not that I'm hinting or implying that there must be major problems over here. You know, but there is more to it than just this little isolated uh, uh, topic. So, before I um, try to give ideas to the person asking the question, like I say, a lot of a lot of what I like to discuss is the question and both sides of the equation. Um, obviously, everyone has to hear their own part of it, and very often people hear the other part. Oh, you should be saying this. You should be doing this. You shouldn't be responding that way. Based on what I heard in the show, you should be treating me differently. That's ridiculous. I think it's important for anyone listening to this question and hearing that there are. Uh, people, husbands or wives, it could be the other way around, complaining that, you know, this is the way my wife asks for help. This is the way she asks for help. When she wants something done, the way she does, she, she does it on her own until she starts complaining, why am I the one doing this? And, and many, many people are pretty familiar uh, with that kind of phrase. I don't know how many people that, that actually use the phrase um, recognize it within themselves and realize what it sounds like. But when you hear about it, um, regardless of why somebody feels the need to talk like this, and for a lot of reasons. You know, because I have to do everything anyway, and I ask, it doesn't help. But, but very often, it's important to just hear it and realize it, it's wrong and it's, it's unpleasant. It's unple- Nobody likes hearing that. Nobody likes hearing it. You, you could have a lot of reasons, um, you could have a lot of reasons why you're talking this way, uh, but it's unpleasant. Nobody, nobody likes it. Let me just say that. Nobody likes hearing this. How come I'm doing this myself? Why, why is nobody helping me? It's unpleasant. You want to be pleasant. You want people to want to hear what you have to say. You don't want people doing things because they don't have a choice. It might be just as, as unpleasant for you. You might be just as frustrated. You might be just as resentful. You might be just as... Whatever it is. It might be just as unpleasant for you to say, Oh, Moshe, would you please um, be, help, be helpful now? It might be very unpleasant for you too. But that doesn't make this any more pleasant. And in general, so often people have all these kinds of excuses and justifications about why they do something or say something. Well, the first six times I asked nicely, that's why I got frustrated and I started yelling. I don't know if you said something nicely six times or you think you did, but it's not a reason to yell. It isn't. So often people justify things with, you know, because I'm doing everything myself and it's not normal that I have to ask and there's no reason why nobody's helping on their own. That, that's why I'm screaming. It's not a reason to scream. But if I don't scream, I won't get my message across. So don't get your message across. Or come up with a better way. Screaming and yelling and being unpleasant and doing things in a way that's hurtful or degrading or whatever else, whatever other terms you want to use, it's never okay with all the good reasons and with all the justifications and rationalizations and whatever else you know, you, you, you're, explain, you're going to explain this with. Somebody mentioned to me that uh, after talking to me and 
I, I, I didn't even remember it, but he told, he told me that he went home, he told his wife that I was talking to Rabbi Gruen, and he told me that you probably ask for things to be done um, in this way. He told me that based on what I was telling him, you probably, when you want something done, you probably either say, who wants to do it, or how come it's not being done, instead of asking directly and nicely. I told him right away that I, I wasn't under the impression that he's going to go home and say that, and I, I, I probably should have told him not to repeat it. But yeah, there are people that talk this way. And it's important to understand why someone was talking that way. I wasn't saying it you know, to, to point out to him where his wife is going wrong. I was trying to point out to him that it might be hard for her you know, to ask for a favor and ask nicely and, and why it might be hard for her, etc. But yeah, there are people that talk this way. And sometimes I can guess it on my own without, without even hearing that somebody's saying that this is the way things are asked for. Very often, some people might not even realize it, but very often the reason why somebody's asking for a favor this way, like, who wants to do this? Or would you rather take out the garbage or, um, uh, hold the, or mix uh, the recipe? What's wrong with saying, could you please take out the garbage or mix the recipe? Why are you asking, which one do you rather do? Like, you want to, you don't want to, who wants to, how come nobody's helping? Right? That's already the worst one. The reason, the reason why subconsciously people do this is because they don't like asking for favors. That's the real reason. They don't like... They don't like asking for a favor. They don't like feeling indebted. They don't like the feeling of, why do I even have to ask for the favor? You're not doing me a favor, right? The garbage has to be taken out. So if I ask, could you please do it for me? It's going to sound like you're doing me a favor. And you're not doing me a favor, so why should I ask? It's a problem. It's a problem when people have an issue feeling indebted or talking nicely or making believe that you're doing them a favor. So interesting word. Uh, last week we found Pari, two weeks ago, Pari was telling my Shirevani, yes, when do you want me to take care of the Tzvardim, I think it was? He says, tomorrow. He says, tomorrow. Uh, why tomorrow? It's like, so interesting word. I don't remember right now from who it was. Pari was hoping, some of us say this, Pari was, was thinking, maybe the Mecca will go away on its own. And he was testing to see if it will go away on its own. So somebody added a thought, one of the Surim, that, that Pari was afraid, maybe the Mecca will go away on its own. If it's going away on its own, I wouldn't want to give Moshe Rabbeinu the credit and then feel indebted to him and have to thank him for taking care of this Mecca. Let's wait, let's wait for tomorrow. If it goes away on its own, then I saved, I saved having to feel indebted and expressing my appreciation to Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, if it doesn't go away on its own, then I'll take care of it for me. The lack of Akuris Atoyev and the lack of wanting to be thankful and the, and the lack of, of, of expressing appreciation to somebody, and you know, if I ask for it this way, I won't have to say thank you. If I ask for it that way, then I will have to say thank you. That, that's something we should all try to overcome. That, that's first of all. Another, another important point for the person who has an issue asking, could you please do something, especially when it comes to why do I have to ask, you should be doing it on your own, isn't it obvious, or etc., etc. It's important to remember that we all have different lists, we all have different priorities. For you it's a priority that the garbage get taken out. For some people in this house, for whatever reason, they could be totally wrong, it's not a priority. The garbage is overflowing and they don't mind it as much as you do. They could be wrong. It, you know, it's not a pigsty and there's no reason it should be this way. You're right, they're wrong in your mind. It's okay if people have different priorities. So if this is important to you and you want it done, and you want someone to do it, the fact that you feel it should be done anyway, but essentially to that person it's less important than it is to you, it's something to be considerate of. It's okay for people to have different different um, styles or preferences or lists of importance. To them, you know, being uh, letting everyone do their own thing and everyone being calm and, and content is more important than having something cleaned up. So if you want it cleaned up, it's fine to say, could you please clean it up? You don't, have to, you don't have to suppress your priorities and not care about what's important to you, but to not ask for it because you feel that that person should care as much as you do. There's something wrong with that. Last week also, I was sitting with a man who was, he was feeling so intimidated by the fact that his wife wants certain things done. And she comes to him all the time complaining about why it's not done. And he tells me, I don't know, to me, this is either not important or uncomfortable. For whatever reason, 
I'm not in the mood of getting it done. I don't want to get it done. And then I'm busy trying to explain why I didn't do it. And no, it's okay to say I didn't do it because I don't like doing this. It's uncomfortable for me. I'd like to do it for you. There's a way that I could do it for you. There's a, there's a time that I could do it for you. There's a, there's a method I'll do it. But, but I have to, have to give an explanation and to justify why I'm not doing something that you feel is important and I specifically feel uncomfortable doing. And I might even feel it's wrong to do. It's a different thing, you know. You feel it's important for me to call my son's Rebbe and complain about something. I feel I shouldn't call the Rebbe and complain about something. I don't, I don't think the Rebbe deserves that. And I don't feel comfortable doing it. So instead of pulling out the, oh, so you must not care about me card, at most you could say, could you please do it for me? And I'll consider if I want to do it for you. But to ask, how come I'm not doing it? Why do I have to do it? Why, why don't you do it? It's okay if we disagree on if and how something should be done. So with all that said, I think it's important to just, just calm down and remember that when somebody wants something done, it doesn't, it's, it's not, it, you don't have a big time if somebody else didn't want the same thing done as much as you wanted it done. And if you want it done, you ask nicely. In general, another whole discussion that sometimes you feel like people aren't taking you seriously enough. Why do I have to ask? You should be doing what I want. You don't even realize how many things you're not doing the way your spouse wants. They're just not saying it or complaining about it as much. And they're doing it on their own. But again, without getting too uh, biased over here. I I just wanted to point out that when when you hear somebody asking a question like this, like, why can't my wife just ask nicely? It's something to think about. You could have a lot of reasons why you're not asking nicely about something. It's still not the right thing to do. And it has nothing to do with women or men. Anyone who's not asking nicely, anyone who's, who's expecting for things to happen and getting resentful when they're not happening, instead of just figuring out a nicer way to ask for them to happen and expressing appreciation when they do happen, is, is not communicating properly. Now, with all that said, and I, I didn't mean to get too validating for the questioner to use this against his wife at all. Um, the first thing is, and, and, and your response wasn't bad. You, you say that I didn't. Um, you don't. You don't respond with logic when it's emotional, and you, you're saying that I didn't tell you how to respond exactly. That was your words, exactly what to respond. You did a pretty good job. When somebody has a complaint and somebody's being negative and somebody's complaining about you, why, how come this wasn't done? Or why do I have to do it myself? I think a healthy response is, I'm happy to help you. Please let me know how I can help you. It's fine. Instead of saying, I didn't help you because I didn't know what you want, or I don't, explaining and getting into all kinds of debates or arguments or using logic for why you didn't help, that would be a mistake. But that's just to respond with confidence and say, listen, I'm glad to help you. I love helping you. Is there something I can do for you? You should know on your own, okay? You don't, you don't have to take it further than that. You don't have to necessarily respond. You don't have to get overtaken. And it's fine to notice without, without thinking poorly of anyone, without getting resentful. It's okay if somebody's frustrated now. You don't have to get so overtaken by the fact that somebody uh, was bothered by something. Um, I'm, I'm just talking about in the moment. In the moment, okay? You're asking if it's if it's um, if it's enabling, if you then go and do something because maybe that person will will see that it's okay to start complaining, everything will get done like that. Uh, again, it depends how you do it. If you're reacting out of fear and you're right away doing what, whatever is being asked at any given time because because somebody's complaining and you're afraid of it, then yeah, you might be teaching someone that it's okay to just start screaming and this will happen because I'm afraid of you. But does it mean that you should never do what someone wants because they're a little frustrated and they weren't so nice about it? I don't think so. I think, it's, I think helping is fine, and especially when, when it's within bounds of what you're okay with anyway. The fact that somebody didn't express something nicely, is there a reason to say, no, I'm not going to do that for you because you didn't ask nicely? Like we started off with, you don't want to get into too many cheshboinas. It's your wife, it's your house, things have to be done. Your wife is frustrated, she's working very hard, and she's expressing her frustration about why something wasn't done. As long as it's within bounds and you, and you could much die, it's normal, you want to go ahead and do it, and and you, and you go and help her with something, I, I think it's totally fine. I think it's totally fine. And you could express yourself and say, listen, I, I'd love if you ask me 
to do this, and it would just be so much easier. Um, another thing is also that sometimes with a spouse, it becomes, it becomes especially with the kids getting resentful, and you go do it on your own, it's fine to say, oh, you wanted this done? Sure. Ruchel, could you please do this? You don't have to do it on your own. The fact that your wife doesn't know how or doesn't want to ask a child to do something nicely doesn't mean that you can't. She might even say, why do they have to do it? They don't have to. You were complaining why it wasn't done. I'm, I feel okay asking for them to contribute and to pitch in. And as long as you ask nicely and they do it, that's fine too. You don't necessarily have to um, do it on your own just because your wife uh, has, has a reason to resist um, asking a child to, to do that. Another thing is also that when you, um, when you show it by, by, by practicing it, how to ask nicely for a child to do something. Now, parents don't necessarily have to say please and thank you. They don't have to. People get stuck on that. I have to say, please, you don't, you don't have to do anything. But if you want children to feel good about doing something, I, I, I never saw anywhere that it says that you shouldn't say please or thank you to a child. So if you call a child and say, could you please do this? Would you mind doing it? I would appreciate if you could do it now. Is it better in two minutes from now? Are you busy with something? Just talking nicely, just talking nicely and, and showing by, by example, and ask someone nicely and get it done and then say thank you, without pointing to your wife and say, you see that? It was so simple, just ask like a mensch. Just doing it again and again and having children feel good about doing it and thanking them and, and appreciating and complimenting them for it is definitely a good, uh, you know, you're teaching by example, regardless of if your wife could copy that or not. Um, so that's, that's fine too. So, so just expressing how you would have wanted to be asked, which is fine, and expressing that you love helping and going and doing something that, that needs to be done and sometimes talking nicely to a child and getting them to work along, that's fine. That's all fine. I don't think it's called enabling at all. And I do think that if a child is chutzpah I think you should call out the child on it because chutzpah is never okay. So if there's a screaming match going on between your wife and the child, I think it's important for a parent, the other parent, at least to step up and say, you know, this, this has to be addressed in the moment and say it's not okay. We, we don't talk like that to mommy. In the moment, I think you definitely have to be clear to a child that you can't talk like that. Without, without joining the screaming match, without getting into blaming and, and justifying and sticking up, just, just to say it the way it is. It's not a way to talk to a mommy. Now, so much, so much should be said about avoiding these issues. I was just talking about how to respond in the moment. But to avoid these issues, l- let me say a few things over here. First of all, and I talk about this often, there's so many patterns that go on in Yiddish Ashtibar. People are aware of it, because I know that when they come to me to complain about it, they'll say, every Friday I have the same thing. She starts screaming, she starts saying, I think to myself, one second, it happens every Friday, and, and, and it's still happening? You know when it's going to happen. You couldn't, you couldn't be creative enough to avoid it. When you think about it, like every Thursday night, 7 o'clock, she starts calling me, harassing me, how come I'm not coming home? I'm not saying you have to run home when she calls you. But is it possible to be home Thursday night at 7 o'clock? She doesn't call you one day, Tuesday, and once at 3 p.m., and once at 10 p.m. It's every Thursday, 7 p.m. So if you know when it's happening, and technically you could be home then, so how come you're not, how come you're not going home just because she's screaming? By the time she's screaming, I don't think it's right to go home anymore because you don't, you don't come running when someone screams at you. But how come you're not home? My point isn't that you always have to be the one to avoid the problem and be creative and circumvent any difficulty and do something just because someone's going to scream. But if you know the pattern, then very often you could definitely avoid it. It could be a certain time of the week or day. It could be a certain shore that when this happens, you know that your wife's going to get a little resentful about the fact that she has to do it. It could be a certain event. It could be a certain schedule issue. Right? How many times I hear this from people? Every time we have a simcha, a half hour before, if I'm not there, how can we not there? Think about it. Just like, I don't know, maybe there's something you could, you, could just, you could just avoid. No reason not to. Um, it's a shame not to avoid what could be avoided if it's reasonable. If it's reasonable. 
I mean, you don't have to turn yourself upside down just because somebody keeps on having the same hiccup. But sometimes it's, it's reasonable and there's no reason not to. So you're basically waiting for it to erupt and then calling her out and then saying, look, she lost herself all over again. You, you, could have, you could have predicted that one, right? So there's no reason not to avoid it. Aside from that, you definitely could discuss this issue in a calm moment. When somebody's complaining, how come nobody's helping me? It's probably the wrong time to say, you know, you mind sitting down? I want to explain to you what that sounds like. Your wife is frustrated. She's emotionally charged. She's angry. And she's resentful. It's not the time to start educating her about how to ask nicely for help. But in a calm moment, you can say, do you mind if I bring something up to you? Something that's on my mind. I want to share with you. And usually when it's totally irrelevant, it's the best time um, to have such a discussion. You definitely want to start with any kind of validation and understanding. You do so much over here, and I do understand how frustrating it is. Maybe I don't understand how frustrating it is to see yourself doing all the work. And I appreciate all that you do, and I don't know how you do it, and I'd probably make all the same mistakes that you do, and it's only because I'm on the other side of the table that I'm even noticing this, etc., etc. You want to you definitely give her all the, all the validation, which basically is avoiding her from now coming back and saying, yeah, if you'd only know what I do. No, 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 no. I know what you do. I understand you don't mean anything bad. I understand that you try to do it all on your own, not to uh, um, burden anyone, and, 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 and that's why you're getting frustrated because you're so well-meaning. Right? With all that uh, introduction, I think it's fine to clarify that when you get frustrated and you start screaming, why isn't anyone doing anything? I think that's what makes it a little difficult sometimes for people to pitch in and help out willingly and nicely. I'm afraid that either... I, I, not I'm afraid. I think that either splitting up the jobs or saying in advance what you need or giving people advance notice or asking nicely... Uh, might bring better results. That's what I think. I could be wrong. I always like ending with, I could be wrong. You don't have to do it this way. I think it would help avoid frustration and resentment. I don't need a like when I'm hearing complaints about how little I'm doing if I feel like if only I was asked. Now again, your wife might not like asking. That's what we spoke about before. She might have her own issues asking. She doesn't have to ask. And you don't have to do something that's, that's being complained about. But sometimes when you just clarify it a little bit and when she inches forward in this area and does ask, a drop nicer. And you can say, wow, thank you for asking. I love helping. It means so much to me that you asked nicely. And, you know, it, you, you didn't even have to appreciate it because I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for us. But just, just making her feel good about doing things differently is fine. I think as part of this conversation as well, you could clarify that we do have a difference of priorities. And to you, it's very important that the playroom gets cleaned, uh, the playroom gets cleaned three times a day and, and that you like when everything is homemade and you like when everything is like this and like that. I, I, I have to be honest that as much as I do appreciate all the work you put in, and I respect you for it, and I don't take it for granted at all, you know, to me it's less of a priority, and I would appreciate uh, something else better. So if you want me to do it your way, and I'm happy to do it your way and accommodate what's important to you, please ask nicely so I can feel good about doing it your way, even though my way would be to do it a little differently. In a calm moment, sometimes these, these things could resonate when they're not said with any kind of emotional or personal um, challenge. And you want to always end off with an offer. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to come early. I'm happy to be late. I'm happy to do it this way. I'm happy to get out of the way. Let me know what will work for you best and that's what I could offer. When you offer it, it makes so much more sense to provide it. And when it's, if it's not something you're, you're ready to offer, then you don't have to do it. If it's something beyond what you could offer and something you don't feel good about, then I don't know if you should do it when somebody starts screaming or getting upset and now I'll get you to do even what you're not okay doing. You'll go late to chakras, you'll go late to work and you'll put in extra hours and you'll do things the way you don't feel is right. Again, if you could offer and express clearly Again, in the best time, when it's the least challenging emotionally, you say, listen, this is what I'm okay with, this is what I could offer, this is what I can offer. Please let me know if you want to take me up on my offer, it will be my pleasure. And if what I'm offering doesn't work for you, let's, let's, let's be creative, let's brainstorm. What else could we come up with that does work for both of us? You definitely, however, you definitely do want to validate 
um, the whole issue that she has with the chutzpah of the children, if she brings it up and, and clarifies it, I don't think the children are right for answering back. I don't think the fact that you might be, not be asking so nicely, um, or not asking the way they want to be asked, today's 2023 kids, um, I don't think that, that justifies at all um, why they're answering back with, with chutzpah. But I do notice that when I ask them nicely, they don't talk like that. And I will call them out if they talk chutzpah, and I still would suggest or recommend that you ask them nicely, and I think you'll have better results as well. So there's a balance over here. The balance between showing that you do care and going out of your way and avoiding the problems by being there a step ahead and showing that you want to help and helping your wife and even when she is frustrated and not asking so nicely, pitching in and, 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 and showing that you're a husband. But at the same time, not being overtaken by the attitude, not being submissive completely to, uh, okay, you just, you just get frustrated and I'll um, quickly try to make everything work so that you calm down. You know, that balance is, is very important and I believe that it's all about communication. Sometimes just communicating and validating and being there and showing that you care is more than enough. You'd be surprised. There are people that are working and helping and doing and arranging and covering and, and, and it's not enough. And there are people that are doing so much less but they're there and they're showing that they care and they're talking about how can I be helpful and why are you doing so much and, and there's so much less to be done because they're giving that kind of feeling. So so much of this does have to do with communication and, and showing that you care and that you appreciate and that you're present and not just Okay, just stop. Just tell me what you need to be done and I'll do it. And you're working and working and working and it's never enough. So let me just, let me just summarize the, the basic ideas. Yes, I, I did start off saying that there's a bigger picture and there's more to a relationship than just um, chores and help and requests. In general, people should ask nicely. Not a question. Even when you're frustrated, even when, uh, for whatever reason, you don't feel it's your, it's your obligation, you should ask nicely when you want help. In the moment, I don't think you should get caught into any kind of argument or debate or feel that you have to do something because somebody just got very frustrated, but you, you should help out, and you could help out. And I think that in a calm moment, you could try to express yourself and, and learn to avoid the problems by, by stepping up to the plate, like we said. Hashem Shemoy, not everything has to have a reason. You don't have to come home early because your wife is screaming. You can come home early because you care about her. You don't have to come home early because she'll appreciate it. You can come home early because you want to help her out. But I do think that with the right communication, and building a relationship, you know, and, and caring about the other person and expressing it in a nice and healthy way uh, will the mission take care of these problems and similar issues, avoid problems, help uh, build stronger connections, stronger relationships, and help us all live together. Baha'u'llah, Shalom, Arayas.